Hello and welcome to episode three of the Predictably Unique podcast series. I'm Simon Haig. We all think we're unique, but in reality, we all suffer to a greater or lesser extent from the same anxieties, fears, and frailties. That's because we're all human. In this rich, probing, and at times challenging podcast series, David Clive Price and I discuss our thoughts on how others can recover from anxiety, addiction, and constant fear by reaching their true selves and living a resilient, fulfilling, and rich life. Thank you, Simon, for that great introduction and for hosting me in this third in the Predictably Unique podcast series. Just a little bit about me. Um, I published 15 leadership, personal improvement, and fiction books and created a global coaching business, teaching professionals, executives, and business owners how to transform their mental health challenges into a fulfilled lifestyle and a business that impact countless people worldwide. But it wasn't always like that. I learned from my own experience with depression and alcohol and not feeling good enough, despite outward signs of success. But coming back from setbacks and black holes is tough, but it's possible, not with quick fixes, but with perseverance and a step-by-step -step route away from fear and anxiety to having a fulfilled life and successful business. So you can find the real you within your hidden demons, rather than trying to be someone others think you should be. You too can find the resilience to bounce back from adversity and life's challenges. So throughout the chapters of my recent Hidden Demons book, I intersperse six life strategies for leading your life based on the real you, not on the person you think you should be. Each of the six life strategies, or six steps to well-being, takes an aspect of the recovery process and illustrates it in some detail. And with these, with these uh, six life strategies as your guidance, you too can begin to overcome the obstacles that stand in your path to which we often have recourse. You can stop being a victim of circumstances or of being held back by others or whatever other rational stories we tell ourselves to prevent us from moving forward. Thank you, David. As I said before, I'm Simon Haig and uh, I've written three business books. I've created and delivered training and coaching programs. I've attained degrees and had uh, a wonderful career during which I've been honored to meet global CEOs, politicians, and so, and so forth. I've, I've also read dozens of self-help, self-improvement, personal motivation books. I would say I was probably addicted to, to buying and reading those, particularly in, in the years I was looking for my own salvation, I think. But in reflecting during COVID-19 lockdown, and what has helped me stay together during these turbulent times, which are continuing, and actually accelerate my business. I've reflected deeply on six recovery principles that come from 12-step programs. And it's these six principles that guide me today. I'm not perfect, I'm human, so every day I make mistakes. Having reached a personal rock bottom in 2009, I chose a life without alcohol, so I can experience life in what I call its rainbow array. This period has irresistibly reflected back to me the magic and power that's contained within each of these six recovery principles. The key concepts for me of willingness, open-mindedness, and honesty, 
that are practiced within 12-step programs form a wonderful backdrop for value-driven leadership and a blueprint for a life full of growth. These six recovery principles have raised millions of people out of addiction. They've also given wonderful happiness to countless families, including my own, and have framed the enduring success of some of the greatest leaders and inspirers through our time. So I, I would say, why not try them and see what transpires in your growth journey? Move from the constant pursuit of the material status and financial external growth that's finite in any, way, in any event, and at the expense of many, to a more inwardly focused growth that's infinite and perhaps combine us all together closer and help us grow together. For me, that's what true growth's all about. Thank you, Simon, for that life story and inspirational advice. So in this third episode, what we're going to look at is one day at a time, live in the present. The biggest challenge for anyone experiencing the black dog of depression is to stop thinking negatively about the future. When we're really down, we constantly project our current fears into the future. Our mind fills with worst case scenarios, disasters that are sure to unfold, the negative impacts that our current situation will trigger. And it's really easy during these times to move into a defeatist mindset. It's no longer what if, it's much more when this happens, which will follow as sure as night follows day, I'll finally be released from worrying. It will be all over. So David, how, how common is, you know, I suppose on, on the negative side, the whole, you know, the whole area of black dog of depression, and then I suppose more positively, um, finding the ability to live one day at a time. I suspect the black dog depression, anxiety, etc., is much more common than we think. But as soon as you move on from the present to imagine bad things happening in the future, you push yourself one more step down the stairway to self-abnegation. Your fears for the future reverse course. They swamp your present so that every dark scenario becomes self-fulfilling. So, I mean, you and I have both been in those very, very dark um, dangerous places. So from your experience, what, what, what is the way out? Yeah, we've both been in these dark places and there is in some ways a relatively simple remedy um, that we perhaps have discovered through painful experience. As every addict knows, the surest way to recovery is to take one hour, one day, at a time. The future is not there to be imagined. The present is all embracing. What do we do to get to the shops? Sober. What do we do to take a bus? Or to sweat and tremble our way to sobriety? That's interesting. I remember when I first started my journey in sobriety, I used to treat myself to a packet of Murray mints. <laughs> and I remember I used to sit in the car after a meeting and I used to force myself to, to experience sucking on this merriment to keep me in yeah. the moment. And it seems to seem to work looking backwards because I remember that process of doing that. So, 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 so thanks for that. So what, what about the past and what about the future? These are very powerful things and can be dangerous and damaging to, to an addict, somebody who hasn't found this way, way out. Well, 
depression, burnout, anxiety. They don't live in the past and they don't live in the future. They are with us right now. So what do you do? If you are in danger of self-harm or doing damage to others, it doesn't help at all to consider the future. What are you going to do for it, with it? You must live for the day. Anything that helps you exist right now, right here, is a lifesaver. How much time do we spend projecting our fears into the future when so many of them will never be realized? For those of you struggling with your mental health, the biggest challenge is to get through the day and the next day and the day after that. The present is all important and the future can take care of itself with or without the negative scenarios we have projected onto it. And that's very powerful. And, and I, I'll, I, there's a saying that I, I used to think it was very trivial when I first came into AA, but when it was um, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery. That's why today is the present, you know, as in the nice present for yourself. But it's, it's so true. I mean, when you think about it, it's all about now. And, um, and everything, as Eckhart Tolle says, you know, the, the, the past is former figments of our, of, of its, its memories of previous nows and the future is projections of future nows. And so if you're talking about nows, it, all, it is only ever now. And so, so what I'd like to talk to David is similarly to one day at a time living in the present. I'd like to talk about my next wonderful principle, which is first things first. Um, and I think this is particularly important for me. As you know, I'm somebody who rushes around doing lots of things and I'm forcing myself really to slow down. It's funny, yesterday I was coaching somebody and in just in the last two weeks, she said to me, you seem more relaxed. <laughs> and I think that's because I'm getting a lot of things off my plate and I am putting first things first. So, so we can only really effectively think one thing at a time and do one thing at a time. So why do we get too far ahead of ourselves? As Stephen Covey says in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, to live a more balanced existence, all it takes is realizing that it's all right to say no when necessary and then focus on your highest priorities. How true is that? Yeah. And how similar is that to, to, this, to, to one day at a time? Well, for me, it's very similar. If we focus on the task at hand and relax our bodies and calm our minds, we give ourselves the best chance to execute to the best of our ability, which I think is, you know, I think we do that if we take one day at a time and live in the present. I love this one. Um, when I coach or mentor, I, I always, I don't, it's not a matter of regularly, I always tell people to treat each day as a whole lifetime. So, you know, I wake up at six or seven in the morning and I go to bed maybe 11-ish. So for those 15, 17 hours a day, that's my entire lifetime. That's my lifetime. Tomorrow I may not wake up. I may not. So, and that, that really takes a lot of pressure off me. And it always resonates when I say that to people. And so, so treat each day as a lifetime. Do your best each day with that, one, with that in mind, one thing at a time. So that really takes pressure off. Each day is a precious lifetime. Yeah. So every day is a, is a lifetime journey. It is. So what about the future then? Well, we, we can never see the future nor can we control the universe within which we live, but we can do one thing and that's focus on the present, our actions. That doesn't mean we shouldn't plan for the future. We, we need to plan and strategize, 
But I think once we've planned and strategized, I think we need to let that go and then focus on our, the present moment, how we're feeling, what are we doing to satisfy those plans. So life is nothing more than a constant parade of current moments, each of which we can choose to focus on and, and therefore live life with a clear and effective conscience and consciousness as, as much as possible. I mean, we're all, we're humans, but we're also animals. So we're never always going to be perfect and living with a perfect conscience. That, that, that's putting too much pressure on ourselves. But we can definitely make life easier for ourselves. So if today was tough, who knows? Tomorrow could be better. It could be. Yeah, surely. So how does this uh, mindset and approach how does it all apply in recovery? Well, during active addiction, conflict, mess, and disorganization is rife. And I certainly experienced that. And I know talking to you during your time in Hong Kong and other places, all of those things arose, conflict and mess and disorganization. It's rife. It's rife, isn't it? And confusion and despair are also woven into the fabric of this kind of futile existence. It's like being in a little mouse in one of those or a hamster in one of those wheels that's going round and round and round. It's very hard to break up. So by introducing some order into our, into our lives upon recovery, what I call a soothing, gentle rhythm returns to our lives. And it's funny, you know, when I used to drink and maybe when you used to drink, I used to look at those people who had those soothing, gentle rhythms. I used to think they were really boring. Imagine living that boring, predictable life. I used to yeah. love the real highs and I used to love all that stuff. And, um, but, but that soothing, gentle rhythm hugs us. It protects us and it nurtures us as we move forward. And that's, I think, what we were missing, you know. So this applies in all aspects of our lives, all our days, activities, and also to our general health. Um, we avoid the dangerous things that they used to tell us in, in what they, they tell you in AA, avoid halt, being hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. That's your priority, priority to avoid those things. So I think that's it in a nutshell. And, and David, uh, this is a really episode, a really important episode, you know, treating each day as a lifetime, one day at a time, living in the present um, and, and putting first things first. It all sounds easy. It all sounds a bit too easy, but, but so many of us are living in really busy times and with social media, that constant hum of that, that background anxiety in our lives. It makes, makes it so difficult to do that. What, what do you think? Just in summary, do you agree with, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much background noise and there's so much that we have to do suddenly everywhere all at the same time. And we're so distracted by so many things with uh, social media, etc. And uh, we have all these kind of agendas that are racing around in our heads. But how do we hold on a bit, stand back a bit? Um, how do we prioritize that one day at a time, uh, which is after all what supports our inner selves? And how do we live in the present? I think these are big challenges, but they're really worthwhile. Um, Absolutely. Solving. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Simon. And I look forward to sharing the next podcast in the series with you. Likewise. Thank you, David. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now. Bye-bye.